is up, everyone? Welcome to Entertainment Brohaha, episode five of this entertainment broadcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sean. And welcome to another fun episode. I bet you thought I was going to say, and we're still brothers. Yes, we are. I never get away from it. Nope. So a lot of cool things have happened. Uh, like we talked about last show, we went to Star Wars Celebration, had a great time. I'm still uh, geeked out over the big uh, reveal of the trailer for Episode Nine. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and I'm not going to stop being excited until I've actually seen it, and then I'll just be excited because I saw it. Exactly. Yes. So, Sean. So, as we talked about in the last episode, uh, it has been a little over a year since you've heard from us. Um, and we just kind of wanted to recap, not that entire year, but just kind of get into this year and maybe talk about some of the things that we, uh, we've really, we've really enjoyed so far this year. So Chris, let's start with you. Uh, any movies, TV shows, music, video games, anything in the entertainment world that has really, uh, kind of floated your boat, so to speak. Floated my boat. Well, uh, movie wise, uh, my wife and I went and saw, um, Sherlock or Holmes and Watson. Okay. Great film. It's it's funny with uh, with you know the whole uh, stepbrothers feel to an old English type movie. Mm-hmm. Um, bunch of laughs. Sometimes, excuse me, I got the hiccups and I don't know why, but um, probably the G fuel. We've been really? rocking. We've been rocking the G fuel pretty good. Um, bunch of laughs. Um, sometimes it was almost a little in excess, but still good times. Um, other than that, uh, TV show-wise, This Is Us is still kicking pretty hard and solid. Um, a lot of different twists and turns that I didn't see coming from the last season and this in this upcoming season. Um, and uh, other than that, just just kind of plugging away at, at everything else that I've been I've been doing. I played Red Dead Two. I beat that. Uh, story mode was was pretty solid. Uh, went from from different different angles and different varieties like you're a bad guy at one point and then you got to be a good guy and then back to a bad guy just messes with your brain a little bit um and um i just keep on rocking to the good hits man nice uh for me uh the most recent uh and probably one of my favorites of the year so far uh was getting to see shazam uh, that was a movie that I have been looking forward to for a long time. Shazam is is one of my favorites um, as a character, and this movie did not disappoint. Zachary Levi in the lead. Um, I've always been a big fan of him since Chuck. Uh, I loved that show. I actually just recently, because of this movie coming out, rewatched the whole series, um, and I just yeah, that was it was a great series for me from beginning to end. Uh, so much fun, so many like geek references, great sound, like introduced me to a lot of music because it had such a great soundtrack in that show. Um, but Shazam, Zachary Levi was the perfect pick for a 13-year-old, 15-year-old trapped in a man's body. Um, with superpowers. He, with superpowers. He portrayed that so perfectly. Um, so I was excited uh, for that. The movie as a whole, uh, great story. Um, great family film, um, a movie, uh, not just like a movie to take the family to, but a movie about family and the importance of family. Um, probably, I feel like I can confidently say it was my favorite movie in the DC, uh, definitely in the DC universe, but qu- quite possibly my favorite DC movie period, uh, including 19... 19- 78 Superman. I, I, I might be wrong on the year on that. And the 1989 Batman and the Christopher Nolan Batman, excuse me, Batman movie. Now I'm hiccuping. It's um, G Fuel. <laughs> uh, but this, I need to rewatch it. I need to kind of revisit it and let it sit with me for a little bit. But it is definitely top five, quite possibly my favorite DC movie. Uh, definitely top 10, possibly top five or top three comic book movie of all time for me. Um, the, so that was probably my biggest thing from this year. Uh, also, um, I have discovered a game that has kind of swept me up even just this. I just kind of started playing it this week. But uh, Dead by Daylight. Oh, I played that game. <laughs> I don't know why, but that game sucked me in real fast. It's a lot better than Fortnite, that's for sure. I do actually enjoy it a lot better than Fortnite. Um, which we promoted uh, like long time ago. Two. That's all right. Things change. Things change. Yes, People yes, grow. Uh, but that game, a lot of fun. 
um, just the whole horror survival game. Um, I loved horror when I was younger, uh, kind of fell out of love with horror for no specific reason, just didn't really get into it as much, but I'm kind of rediscovering it and re-falling in love recently, um, kind of going back to some of the movies that I loved back in the day, one of which we'll talk about a little later. Um, uh, and, and also just finding new things like it from last year. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting over and seeing Pet Cemetery. I'm hearing really good things about that. Uh, a couple other horror movies and, and TV shows and games and things that are recent that I haven't caught yet or or that are coming out soon that I'm really looking forward to uh, to seeing. So that movie was great. Also a uh, slight change up, but in the entertainment world, a podcast that I've been listening to um, since, we, since the last time we recorded it has come out. Um, and over more than just this year, but uh, there's a, a podcast called The Afternoons. Mm. It is quite possibly my favorite podcast. Um, it is a next podcast. to this one, of course. Well, yes, the, the, my favorite podcast that I listen to and I do not participate in. Ah, ten four. Um, it is, uh, uh, and I don't want to sell this as as a negative, but it is a podcast about absolutely nothing. I love it already. Um, it is two guys that I was very happy to kind of introduce you to, not personally, but just kind of show you that they exist. Uh, recently, while we were in Chicago for Star Wars Celebration, um, Josh Makuga and Ken Knapsack, uh, they um, host this show, and uh, they their tagline for the show is a silly look at a serious world. Uh, they kind of go into it. Sometimes they have an idea of what they want to talk about. Sometimes they just kind of go in and wing it. Um, but their conversations are always great. Always puts a smile on my face. Um, definitely my number one podcast right now. Uh, that is the one. If there's a podcast that I'm going to make sure that I am current and up to date on, it is that one. Um, so that is another thing that has has come to me. Uh, also, TV show wise, uh, I really got into a million little things. Um, it is if the simplest way to describe it, um, is if, if this is us was about friends instead of family. Ooh. I mean, there is family in it. Yeah. Um, but it's more about this group of friends. Uh, and there's a, there's a fam there's a tragedy that happens in this group of friends that kind of kicks off the whole show. It's not really a spoiler because it literally is the first two minutes of the show, okay. but one of the, um, friends commits suicide mm. and they don't know why. And there's all kinds of, there's, there's a lot of the trying to figure out why, but then other things that, um, like a lot of speculation, a lot of speculation, but then just other thing, like kind of a waterfall effect of the ways that it's affecting all of them. Flashbacks to when he was alive and the way that he affected their life when they were when when he was alive. Okay, um, and just kind of a really cool look, uh, kind of the way that This Is Us flashes back and forth between when the kids were kids or when the parents were younger, um, and then present day. This one flashes back. It usually only goes within like a year or two of of the incident. Um, but, and there are some flashbacks that go farther back. So it's almost like 13 reasons why. Never seen it, so I don't know. Oh. But. Similar, similar plot. Okay. But, uh, this one, um, great show. Um, the wife and I weren't sure how we were going to feel about it going in, uh, but it was interesting enough to us and it had a couple of actors in it that we really liked, uh, including James Roday from Psych. Uh, he was probably the biggest draw for me. Um. Uh, and we were like, let's give it a shot. Um, and it hooked me right at the very beginning because the first few episodes, they bring it back every once in a while, but the first few episodes consistently open with a cover of some classic song, usually like a 90s or an 80s song. Um, nice. And just, I always love stuff like that, um, which we'll also get into covers a little bit later. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, that's it for me from, 1990, er, from 1996. That's also later. <laughs> <laughs> and earlier but uh that's it for me for the current stuff um let's go ahead so uh, i re-listened to some of our old episodes to try and kind of get back into the flow of of where we were what we were doing um and and remembered that the last time we did an episode we played our game and i happened to win it man you spanked me like a newborn baby i did um, and with that in mind, that means that I get to pick 
what our game is for this episode. Bring it and on, woman. This time, normally I try to give you a heads up, and we, we have have it prepared, and I uh, dropped this one on you like a lead potato. I don't really know what that means, but that's what is I'm talking Is that like it. an overcooked by 13 and a half minutes potato? We'll go with that. Okay, because that sounds like it would be heavy. So when we were younger, uh, we we collected baseball cards, and I love base. I love sports. I love uh, baseball, football, um, and I loved collecting those cards. But I did not know those cards as well as some other cards that we collected. Yes, um, and actually, uh, I got this idea. I, I will give full credit where credit is due. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I got this idea from the afternoons. Nice. Um, the uh, in that show, Ken is a savant when it comes to baseball statistics. Nice. Well, more base, just baseball players. Okay. I, I, I don't know how he is. He's probably pretty good with statistics, too, but I know for sure players. They have a segment that they do occasionally where uh, they get a pack of old baseball cards, usually late, nine, late 80s, early 90s. They open the pack, and Josh will read off a player's name, and Ken, if, with a very, very high accuracy rating will give the name of the team that the player played for in that year usually saying well the year before he was with this team and the year after he was with that team but this year in this year he was with x team the angels the padres the the white Sox, the tigers whatever that team may be and he will almost always also know the position that that player played um it is very rare where he gets zero of those things correct. Um, almost always gets at least one of those things. Uh, but anyways, so that gave me an idea. So I jumped on eBay and I found unopened packages of something else that we collected. Namely, back in the day, which was a Wednesday. <laughs> every Wednesday. Not really. Uh, back in the day. We collected baseball cards, but we more fervently collected comic book trading cards. Yeah, we're so, nerds. Yes, very much so. And we love it. And I feel like I knew these cards really well. We we came really close to, if not completing sets of most of the series of cards that we collected. And we didn't even realize We collected it. for multiple years. Um and so I got a couple of the sets that I knew we had back in the day. And we're going to play a little game. That's we're going to the open up these cards. I gave you one package of Marvel cards and one package of DC cards. Yes, and on the covers of mine, on the DC, I've got Superman. And on Marvel, I've got my main man, Whole Wolverine. Nice. We've got some Marvel Universe Series 3 by Skybox. I've got Silver Surfer on the cover of mine. And then we've got the DC Cosmic Cards Inaugural Edition. Uh, mine has Green Lantern on the cover because Green Lantern is my favorite of all time. These are from 1991. The Marvel Series 3 were from 1992. So we're going to go ahead and open these up. I am going to pick three cards from each pack. You are going to do the same. And then here's how the game is going to work. While we open these cards, I'm going to run through the rules. We are going to pick three cards, and then each of us will ask the other. We will give the name of the the hero or villain, the name that is printed on the front of the card. We will not let the other person see it, and then the other person must name the alter ego of the of the uh, of the hero or villain. That will be worth two points. Because that is the, probably the hardest thing that we are going to ask. But True if you are able to name whether they were Marvel or DC, that is one point. If you are able to name if they were a hero or a villain, that is also one point. Two points if you can name the alter ego, the alias, the other identity of that character. So I've opened up my cards, looking through them. I'm going to pick three from each one. I've got some pretty gnarly cards over okay, here. I've got some good ones over here, some that I definitely remember very fondly. Uh, I think, looking through my DC pack, we had definitely had every single one of these cards back in the day. I, I remember each and every one of these cards. Heck yeah. So, I'm All right. very excited to get into this. I have my DC selected. I do as well. 
And I will make this other stipulation. You are allowed, because let's be honest, sometimes a superhero, supervillain, they just use their real name. Or even more so, sometimes they don't want anyone to know who they are. Ever. So they keep it a secret. And when that is the case, I will allow us to pick those cards because that might be fun, a fun little trick, so to speak. So the person can say his real name is the same thing as his superhero name or his real name is unknown. So we will go with that and see what happens. Don't look over here because I just realized I'm just laying my cards out on the table for you to see. And that is not good for me when it comes to winning. I now have all of my cards. It's okay because I don't know how to read. That's good. This Marvel pack is kind of easy, but... This Marvel pack is full of a bunch of teams. No individuals? Very few. Do I need to give you another pack? I have a backup pack if it's needed. I'm good. You're good? Yep. Okay. As I won, I get to pick. I will let you ask first. Okay, here we go. You ready? Let's do this. First one. Psycho Pirate. Psycho Pirate. I'm going to go DC, villain, real name Long John Silver. Yes, yes, and absolutely not. Okay, so I get two points, but uh, what's his real name? Roger Hayden. Roger Hayden. Let me see that one. I don't don't think we ever had that card. (sighs) That looks kind of familiar. Yeah, no, I've definitely, the back of the card is very familiar. Okay. It's weird. The back of the card is more familiar than the front, but I have definitely seen this card before. Okay. So we definitely had this one when we were younger. I did not remember that everything that I said was a total guess because it sounded like a more DC name and sounded like a villain name. Yeah. But yeah, I did not remember that at all from the name of it. Okay. So that's two points for you. Your first one. Yeah. I'd like to start it off this way with most of our games. I'm going to give you a softball. I hate softball. No, you don't. I know. Go ahead. Archangel. Archangel is Marvel mm-hmm. and a hero mm-hmm. and uh, Toby Maguire. Nah, really. You got two points there, so we're tied two to two. Sweet. But it is Archangel is a X-Man hero from Marvel, Warren Worthington the Third. Yeah, I couldn't have told you Warren Worthington the Third because I never remembered. Okay. Okay, next one up. Sphinx. Marvel hero. Real name Sphinx. Mm, You have one point. Marvel, she's a villain, Uh, and the name is Unrevealed. Oh, I was so close. I had a feeling that she would be one of those unrevealed or unknown or or her name is her name. (sighs) Okay. Here we go. I I got three points. Ready? Yes. Multiple man. Multiple man. Uh, That is a Marvel hero. Mm -hmm. And he is... Oh, he was an X-Man. Technically, he was X-Force. X-Force. But he was... No, X-Factor, I'm sorry. He was in the cartoon that we watched back in the 90s. I think he did pop up once or twice. Yeah. He He wasn't a regular. Um... Uh, Frank Johnson. So close. What is it? He was Marvel Heroes. You got two points there. Yeah. Jamie Madrox. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jamie. So five to three. It is five to five to. Yes. Five to no. three. Four to three. Yeah. Four to three. Four to three. I can't math very well. All right. Here we go. Okay. Blackout. You said blackout, not black heart, right? Correct. Your word is blackout. I'm going to go Marvel villain, real name, Michael McMikerson. So the score is now five to four. The only thing you did not get was the name. His actual name is again unrevealed. 
I didn't actually know that the name was unrevealed until I flipped it over. That means it's five to five. Or five to four. four. You have four, I have five. You're really good at mathing, too. I am not good at mathing. Okay, your turn. Silver Age Blue Beetle. Silver Age Blue Beetle? I shouldn't have said that first part because that gives away which. (laughs) That gives away part of it. So I'm going to go DC Mm -hmm. Hero. Mm -hmm. Real name is unknown. You got two out of three, so you were at, at six. He is a DC hero. Real name, Dr. Daniel Garrett. But that one, I shouldn't have picked that one in the first place because I had to say Silver Age because every age of the Blue Beetle has been a different person. Yeah, just like uh, Green Lantern. It's my own fault. Okay, how about Light Ray? Light Ray is a DC hero. Uh, real name, Ray Lightson. You're dumb. Yes. So, DC hero, yes. So, seven points. Secret identity, Solace. I think that's a lie. S-O-L-I-S. You you never read that? I lied, S-O-L-L-I-S. You never read the hidden origin where it says that his name was Ray Lightson. Oh, yeah, here it is. Hidden origin. Sean's an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's fair after the last episode. Yeah. (laughs) All right, ready? Yeah. Yuga Khan. Yuga Khan is a DC villain. Name unknown. DC villain, real name, Yuga Khan. Oh, shaka shaka Yuga Khan. Okay, here we go. Here so we go. We are we are currently sitting at I'm eight winning. to seven. Eight to seven. Fire is your next person. Fire. Fire? Fireball. Fire is part of the duo of fire and ice. She is a female hero from the DC universe. Uh, her real name is... Rachel in Fuego. Or Beatrice da Costa. I was so close. Yes, so it's nine to eight. Gosh, this is a nail-biter. I, I used to be really good at the names. Nail. I am clearly not anymore. No, but that's okay, because this is a nail-biter. It is a nail-biter. We're getting so close. Okay. Nine to eight. Your Here turn. You Your next one. Shiva. Shiva? Shiva. Can I see the picture, please? No. <laughs> uh, nice sh- try. Shiva is a Marvel... Villain named Shiva. You got all of that one. Did I really? You really did. <gasps> was that all? I guess. Yes. Every, it was. every single part of it. Every I single. Well, I I knew it was Marvel. Okay. Because you saw the card. No, and I knew it was a villain. Because you saw the card. Because I used to watch X Men. It was never on X Men or Spider Man. Never on Spider Man because I it was never a made guess. any of them animated. It was it was a whole guess. <laughs> All the the whole part of it was a guess. So we were at nine to eight, which means we are now at nine to twelve. Nine to twelve. I'm winning. You are winning. Okay. So the best you can do right now is tie it. No, the best I could do is take the lead by one. No. Nine to twelve. Do the math. Nine to twelve. Yes. What's nine plus three? Nine plus three is 12 but i have a potential of getting four points how's that if i get the hero or villain the marvel or dc and the real name that's four points i guess i should have paid attention when you said the real. all right how do you think you just went from eight to 12 no idea (laughs) go ahead okay here we go polaris now here's the thing I have to be able to remember how many of the uh, characters you've already asked me from each one. Is this you because, stalling? No. This is, well, kind of, actually. Because there was a Polaris in both. So I have to remember if you've asked me three Marvel questions already or three DC already. And then I have to remember what their name is. I'm going to go Marvel Hero. 
her real name is the girlfriend of Havoc, <sighs> Megan. Megan, that's probably not right. We'll go with Megan Marvel because I can't remember her name. Marvel hero, correct. Real name, Megan. Is it really Megan? Marvel. You're so lying. I am so lying. It's Lorna Dane. Dang it. <laughs> I am the champion. I did know that one. I No, am... we're tied right now. No, we're not tied. Dang it. Yes. Do you want to try and answer your last da, one? Da, 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 da. Yes. Da, da, Just so that I can feel better da, da. about myself when you fail? Please do. Okay, let me take away these cards so you can't see how many you've answered of each one. In case you didn't already pay attention right. to that. Hit me with your best shot. Firehawk. Firehawk. That is a DC hero named I Won the Game. <laughs> you got two points. DC hero Lorraine Riley. Lorraine Riley. All right. That was fun. Not Actually, to be mistaken with Lorraine McFly. As much as I, I have realized now that I don't know the names like I used to. I still enjoyed that. Might have to tweak that game a little bit. Uh, I do have another version of the game I definitely want to play, uh, where I break out the X Men cards that we used to collect. Oh man, the X Men! Uh, I do have some unopened packs of those, and for that one, I'll probably do the real name and their power. Well, for the X Men packs, you have to remember that w we didn't just collect those cards; we actually made a game out of it. True, but I used to study these cards when we collected them. The way that it, it was almost study. like a religion for you. I, I knew that, like, because, like, on the back of those marvels, it gives uh, power rating, it gives number ratings to each of them. And I used to be able to know all their numbers. And on the back of those DC cards, it has the first issue that they appeared in, and it has a random, a random trinket or a random uh, weapon or t or something that ties to that character or that character's origin. I used to know all that stuff, but clearly, that is lost on me now. Because you're old. It is. I'm starting to lose my memory. As well as your hair. I should just go and curl up under the covers of Sh my bed. And shave your head. And speaking of such, let us jump into a little something we like to call Undercover. Undercover. Because I believe you told me you have a good cover song to uh, throw our way. I do have a good cover song. And so this time around, uh, let's see, the last few ones have been kind of cool. We did the Back to the Future. We've done... Havana? We've done Havana, and we did one other one, <laughs> which makes total sense. It does. So this one comes from a... Hey, yeah. Oh, yeah, it was Hey, yeah. Very good. This comes from a very popular band, uh, brought out the uh, album in or 2019 on their Teal album. Ooh. Yes. Decent. This is Weezer with Billie Jean. So one of the cool things about this song is it kept a lot of its originality, in the mm -hmm. beginning at least. Uh, for example, the intro of the song is still 4,800 minutes long. Um, and it was it was interesting they threw that little who in there to, to, to pay homage to, to the Prince of Pop himself. Mm -hmm. um, but Michael Jackson is always, I've always considered him a very, very good musician, even though he's no longer with us. Um, he's still a very, very popular um, musician in the, the music world, which is pretty redundant because he's a musician in the music world, and that's like saying it a jillion times over it's and over again. So, um, go ahead. But no, I just, I've always, like I said, I've always enjoyed Michael's music, and I feel like this is probably one of my favorite songs 
because I feel like I could mix it with another song that I really enjoy, like Hungry Like the Wolf. Mm. Yeah, because in my brain, that's how it works. I take two songs that I really enjoy, and I see how I can mend them together. Right. Like a mashup Glee style minus the Glee. Right. I'm going to be honest. I've been torn on Michael Jackson lately. Mm-hmm. Um, there's been a documentary that recently came out about his past. I haven't watched it. I've just heard things about it, so I'm trying not to make any judgment. And even then, it, the documentary itself has admitted that it has its own agenda and its own thing that it's pushing, and it only looks at one side of the story. Um, but some of the things that I'm hearing from this are are pretty, pretty harsh and pretty hard to refute. And so, I mean, it's hard because I love my I love Michael Jackson's music. I love like there's so many songs from him that I love, uh, and just I'm really, really torn right now about where I where I lie on the whole Michael Jackson thing. Well, if but you want later, as, we can hug about it. We might, we might. Okay. But uh, as far as this cover is concerned, uh, it's great. I actually am I'm really enjoying the things I'm hearing from the Teal album. Uh, this the cover of Africa by Toto. Yes. Uh, that was phenomenal. I actually got to see that live um, in January when I well, January first actually. Yeah. Uh, they surprised everyone and showed up to play uh, at, during one of the period intermissions at the Blackhawks versus Bruins hockey game played at Notre Dame Stadium. Uh, that was pretty epic. I was really excited by that. I had no clue that it was coming, uh, and that was a that was a great cover too. Uh, so Weezer just really tearing it up with this new album. I love I love everything that I'm hearing from it. Spiffy, uh, another one of the songs I like from that album is uh, "Take on Me." Oh yeah, I forgot that there was a lot. There were a lot of covers on that album. Yeah, uh, "Happy Together," "Sweet Dreams Are Made of These." You know, they they just they really thought long and hard about the songs that they wanted to to cover and. They really took the time to put it together in a way that makes sense and that's still respective to the original artists. Very well done, Weezer. Two thumbs up. Going from just talking about a cover song to talking about a whole album, I highly recommend Weezer's Teal album. That's what we were. That's the album that we were just discussing. I was. (laughs) I was trying to sum up and kind of give a rap to that whole thing. So thanks for killing that. You're welcome. Click click. Uh, anyways, we are really rocking and rolling on this comeback episode. Yeah, welcome back, folks. Thanks for joining us. Uh-huh. I hope you're having as much fun as we are. Clearly. All right. So uh, let's wrap up. Let's do our, our final thing. Let's look at uh, the year that we had come to uh, in the last episode was 1996. Yes. This is the final competition of the night mm-hmm. between the brothers of Entertainment Bro Haha. Which makes him the bro and me the haha, something like that. I think so. Um, so let's start with for, uh, a, for a quick refresher. Yes, uh, since it's been a while, uh, we both pick two movies, two game, video games, two songs, and two TV shows that came out in the year selected. Uh, we go over our picks, why we picked them, and uh, we pick a winner from each category. Something, uh, whether you picked something that I just didn't think about, and. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's clearly the one. Or if we both pick the same thing uh, for one of our our selections in a, in a category, that one clearly wins. So uh, that is how this one rolls. Uh, I'm going to let you go there first. There is really no point to this competition. It's just fun to reminisce, let's Absolutely. be honest. So, so you get to go first because I went first in the game and okay. spanked you like a newborn mm-hmm. this time around. Actually, it was really close. Until so I think end. we slapped each other on that one. We'll go with that. Okay, so Go first. Let's hit uh, TV shows. Go. TV shows. My first TV show uh, is kind of an obvious pick for me. Uh, as I have stated in the past, I am a sucker for anything Muppets. And 1996 was the premiere of the two seasons of Muppets Tonight. Fun fact about Muppets Tonight. Only 10 episodes ran before it getting canceled. But now, now both seasons, one and two, all 22 episodes can be aired on Disney. Because that too was one of my picks. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I I love anything Muppets. Uh, it I have to admit when I watched because I I knew it was coming. Uh, I I vividly remember seeing a commercial, being very excited, looking forward to the premiere, and watching the premiere, and then being very confused because Kermit was not the host. Yeah, we had Clifford 
Yeah, it was bizarre. Clifford I, the Rastafarian, I don't even know what he was supposed to be. I was just finally getting okay with Rizzo the Rat. Mm. because He was a big part of that show, too. He was. He was a huge part of that show. But with Muppet Christmas Carol, and then um, I don't know if anyone out there really remembers the, um, what was it? The, Muppets from Space? No, it wasn't Muppets from Space. It was the Muppets, uh, they did like the, the, not the fairy tales, but like it had King Midas, and it had... Mm-hmm. You know what I'm um, I do. Uh, I'm gonna think about that and try to remember what it was. But for now, we'll just move on. Yeah. Uh, but I do know exactly what you're talking about. It was a short uh, video. Had three different fairy tales in it, including King Midas, mm-hmm. and I don't remember the other two. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was a great Three Little Pigs, I think. Yeah, Three Little Pigs, and then one other one. Yeah. Maybe a couple others. I don't remember. But yeah, great, great. Uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah, that was it. That was it. Absolutely. But then, I, like I said, I was just getting up to uh, enjoying Rizzo the Rat as a character, and then they threw in Clifford, and I was just like, "Dang, there's another dude! I gotta, I gotta, I gotta wrap my brain around it." But it, then finally, I did. I say, I gotta admit, it did not take me long to come around. No. I really enjoyed. I actually ended up enjoying that show. Yeah. Um, it really was just a a. Uh, it was a crossover between a modernized version of the original Muppet Show, mm-hmm. and had flares of like the late night talk show. Um, and it, it kind of went along the style of the '90s late night talk show, like like Letterman or Leno. Um, and it was just it was a fun show. Like I enjoyed. I, I went back and watched a couple of episodes, um, and just forgot how much I did really actually enjoy that show <laughs> and how how well it was done. It obviously wasn't well received. Uh, didn't get great ratings. Uh, I believe it had some good competition, which is why it did not last. Um, but it was a fun show because it was on at like prime time television right. time. Yeah, they, they well the original Muppet Show was the same way. The original Muppet Show was actually a primetime show. Um but yeah, this one just there was a lot of stiff competition. Uh 90s television in general I feel like had a lot of stiff competition in the primetime slots. Uh this one if I remember correctly was actually part of TGIF. Yes. I could be very wrong on that, but I feel like it was. No, it really was. So, uh yeah, Muppets tonight we both had that one on our lists. So that was clearly be the winner of the TV shows. But uh, what is your second TV show? Keenan and Kel from oh. Nickelodeon. Nice. Who loves orange soda? Kel loves orange soda. I do, I do, I do. Ew. Nice. That was fun. You were more into that show than I was. Absolutely. Um, but I did really enjoy that because I enjoyed all that and I enjoyed their interaction and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Good Burger was fantastic. <laughs> I love that, that movie. movie. But I kind of had started moving on to other things. Like grown-up things. Not really grown-up things. I mean, I was I was still a teenager at that point, early teenager at that point. Um, but just uh, other other shows had started capturing my attention, uh, including one of the, my second show. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. But I just, yeah, I didn't follow that show as closely as you did for, I don't, I don't know why. I really enjoyed both of those, those actors. Uh, so I really couldn't tell you why I didn't follow that show as much, but... Uh, it was definitely more you than me on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, do you have anything else for? Nope, just Ooh. those two. Just you those know, two. I mean about Keenan and Kelly. Oh yeah, no, it was just like you said, it was a funny show, it, and you could tell that they had been working alongside each other for a long time, and they they have good chemistry. So the fact that uh, right now Keenan's on Saturday Night Live and Kel's doing his own thing is great. But I hope to see another collaboration with them uh, sometime in the very near future. Yeah, that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I know they did do, and it might have been on Saturday Night Live. I just saw the YouTube clip of it, uh, kind of a Good Burger reunion. They did uh, that, It was yes. like a year or two ago, I feel like. Absolutely. But, yeah, uh, no, that was a, that was definitely a thing. Um, and another thing they did was uh, Double Dare, when that came back for a short oh, stint. I didn't even know that came back. Absolutely. Nice. it's uh, It's got a new chick on there now, but uh, Mark Summer still actually helps out with the show. So oh, very it's cool. Great. It's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Nice. That was another good one that I enjoyed. Heck uh, yeah. My second show was Spin City. Oh, Michael J. Fox. Um, that's one that I'll still watch if it comes on TV. Yes. Um, but yeah, Michael J. Fox, I'm a sucker for pretty much anything that he does, uh, starting with Back to the Future. Um, I actually just rewatched another movie of his recently uh, from the 80s called The Secret of My Success. Good movie. Um, yeah, just, and I'm kind of a sucker. For, I've always been kind of a sucker for anything that he did uh, for whatever reason. He was just one of those actors that I always kind of uh, uh, gleam, gleamed onto. So, uh, fun show about uh, 
it's just an interesting perspective, kind of focusing on how on the New York City government, ma- the assistant mayor or the vice mayor. What was he? I'm trying to remember what he was called. I think it was the assistant mayor. Yeah. Um, and kind of doing it from the perspective of the mayor is just kind of a figurehead and a and a figure to be looked at. Um, where the assistant mayor or vice mayor, deputy deputy mayor, that's what it was. There it is. The deputy mayor is the actual uh, workhorse of the operation and the brains behind the whole thing. The meat um, and potatoes. It was just a fun, funny sitcom. So mm-hmm. uh, some great characters brought back. Um, now I'm spacing on his real name, but Cameron from Ferris Bueller's Day Off um, and a rotation of other of other Charlie Sheen was in that show. I didn't like it as much once Charlie Sheen came in. Like he was because he took over for Michael J. Fox. Yeah, when I mean, I mean, really, like I don't know that the episodes were really any worse. But Michael J. Fox leaving and him coming in was kind of my thing. And I mean, it made sense. Michael J. Fox had started the Parkinson's had just started kicking in, like um, hardcore, and that was why he had to step away. Um, but uh, but no, that was I loved especially Michael J. Fox. So that was the debut season of Spin City. Uh, so that was more my two TV shows. Perfect. How did you feel about movies? My movies, my first movie uh, was That Thing You Do. Ooh, very good um, one. You were hooked one, on that one. I was hooked on Like I, I, I listened to the soundtrack over and over and over again. Um, I, uh, Tom Hanks, much like Michael J. Fox, I'm kind of a sucker for anything Tom Hanks does. Um which I'll random side note. I'm really looking forward to seeing him as Mr. Rogers. Oh yes, he's working on that movie right now. Yes, yes, um, yes. So yeah, just anything anything that Tom Hanks does uh, is probably gonna catch my attention, uh, and this one very very much so. Just a great movie. Um, made the mistake. Not really a mistake. Just wasn't ready for it. Watched the director's cut. It's a good. It's still a good movie, but it's like it's. Normally a director's cut is like 5, 10, 15 minutes longer. This is like a half an hour longer. Goodness gracious. Um, and it was interesting seeing some things that were cut. Like they completely took some things out of the story. Um, wow. From the from the original into the director's cut. Uh, but Or the other way around, but you know what I mean. Um, but that was an interesting thing to see. I, I think I would watch the original version more often than I would watch the director's cut. Um but it might just be kind of the same thing with why I prefer Michael J. Fox in Spin City to Charlie Sheen, where I just that's what I that's what I loved and yeah. that's what I knew. Personal uh, preference, yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, that thing you do, the soundtrack, the some great actors in there, uh, good story, just kind of a fun story, um, and that time period too is just something I really like. So nice. Uh, what about you for first movie? Uh, first movie for me, being a theater guy, uh, just enjoying. Uh, theater and then movies that can get turned into, or shows I should say that get turned into movies. Uh, Romeo and Juliet with Leonardo DiCaprio. Good choice. It's a very good choice. The cool thing about it that I liked is that it was, it it felt like it took place in the nineties, right? It was modernized. They had guns instead of swords, but all of the language, all of the lines, every little bit about it that had nothing to do with props or set pieces was all still old English. It was all still original Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. So the way they talked, you know, they talked in the original script, but they also made it, like I said, more modernized. So I loved the rendition of that show and how they brought it to the silver screen. Yeah, and I remember I was actually a freshman in high school when that came out. And you were a freshman in high school when all this stuff happened. Well, yeah, but some <laughs> of it would have been like if it was early 1996, yeah. it would have been eighth grade. Um, but this one came out, I believe it was over the summer. So my freshman year, I had a teacher, uh, my English teacher at the time was randomly like obsessed with that, really into that movie. I don't know if I don't know if she was just really into that movie or if she thought, hey, this movie, this is this is how I'm gonna hook kids on Shakespeare because it's modern. Was and that Mrs. Lawrence? It was not Mrs. Lawrence. That was oh. my sophomore year English teacher. Oh, okay. No, junior. Gotcha. Doesn't matter. Uh, anyways, my freshman year English teacher uh, thought that, that she could hook um, hook the kids with the modern take on Romeo and Juliet, and I mean it was a good movie. And 
but I don't know that's something I would have shown in high school. I'm, Absolutely I, not. I'm trying to remember. Is it even rated? Is it PG-13 or is it R? It was it was R. That's what I thought. So yeah. that was questionable call on her part to show that uh, to a high school class. But that was actually, I, I hadn't seen it in theaters, and that classroom setting was the first time I did see it. Uh, so that was interesting. That was that's my one one main uh, memory from that movie. Okay, now what's your other movie though? My other movie, speaking of questionable decisions, oh, uh, random FYI, backtrack. PG thirteen. I just yep, double checked. Just saw it. Uh, anyways, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, uh, on the line of bad decisions and something actually, I don't know if mom still knows. The first time I saw an R rated movie. 1996. Yeah. Not quite uh, old enough at that point. I was uh, 13, 14 years old. Uh, so probably shouldn't have been in an R rated movie. But I had a friend who had a friend who had a sister who was 18 and bought us all tickets to go see Scream. Oh, good God. And this was, uh, this is coming back to me talking about my horror phase. And I was into horror movies a lot at this point. Mm-hmm. Uh, really excited to go see it. Really wanted to see this movie. Um, and had gone over to said friend's house. It was a friend from, from grade school who I had kind of stayed in touch with. And my freshman year, I uh, had gone over to this person's house a lot for kind of like uh, sleepover, stay the night. Um, and usually some kind of a... Not necessarily a bad decision, but definitely like a teenager decision, like mm. getting in, getting myself into a R-rated movie in a questionable fashion. Um, Beautiful. Or another one that I'll talk about later. Um, all happened going over to this friend's house my freshman year in high school. Uh, never anything crazy, no no crazy parties and drinking and things, Just just questionable teenager decisions like sneaking into movies or never going to sleep um but anyway so yeah scream uh loved this was kind of my introduction into the uh teen slasher genre uh the teen horror movies of this uh, final destination uh i know what you did last summer uh the faculty those kinds of movies uh, all movies that i was really into this was kind of my gateway into those movies uh, great performance by Drew Barrymore uh, in the opening, uh, even though she was only in it for about a minute. But uh, uh, Courtney Cox. Um, uh, why am I spacing on his name all of a sudden? Um, David Arquette. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Uh, just a fun movie, a really good movie. Uh, I never really got into the rest of the series, um, but the first Scream movie was definitely a big one for me in the, in the horror world. Cool. I went with uh, a childhood favorite and still grown-up favorite, and I actually tried to get my daughter to watch this. I went with Space Jam Ooh. as my second movie. Uh, Michael that was Jordan. close on my list. Michael Jordan and the Looney Tunes doing the basketball thing against the Monstars. <coughs> so uh, <clears throat> I would honestly have to say that Space Jam is my number one pick overall for 1996. It's a great choice. Um yeah, lots of lots of fun memories. Watched that's definitely a movie that we watched a lot. Um, probably close between whether I watched that or that thing you do more in the beginning. I've definitely over the over the test of time have watched that thing you do more. But in that period, it's questionable as to which one I watched more. Mm-hmm. Um, also, which one soundtrack I listened to more because I had both of those soundtracks and I listened to them a lot. Absolutely, um, both good ones. Uh, I do remember in high school having. A, a kid in my Spanish class who was obsessed with this movie had the Jordan and Bugs Bunny jerseys that he wore one or both of them at least once a week, uh, had the space jam Jordans, uh, that he wore all the time would walk into class singing the space jam theme song every once in a while. Um, it was a fun one. Uh, yeah, I think I'll give you space jam on that. Sweet. Sweet, sounds like a good a good plan, good mm-hmm. idea for you, buddy. I know uh, that thing you do is close, but that I like I like Space Jam enough that you, and you want Space Jam that I'm willing to to give it. So uh, it was it was between that and the Birdcage with Robin Williams oh. and Nathan Lane. Absolutely hysterical movie. Did we? Oh, for your second, I got you. Okay, yeah. For a second, I was like, wait, did we not give you two movies? Then? Oh no, I had two yeah, movies. Yeah, Romeo yeah. and Juliet. And I had three. That took me a second. Sorry. Yeah. 
So music-wise, what mm-hmm. you got for me? So my first song uh, with, with uh, music, first song with music, uh, came out in 1996, my freshman year in high school, a song by The Verve called The Freshman. We were merely freshmen. So uh, I, I'm not quite sure if you picked up on why I would pick this song, uh, why I would connect with this song. Because you were a freshman in high school? And it came out my freshman year in high school, and it's called The Freshman. I'm really smart. I know, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so no, I was always, I was one of those guys who always, I still do, tend to look too deeply into things. And the fact that The Freshman came out my freshman year made it destiny that I would <gasps> like that song. Oh, man. My phone just died, so I hope I remember the rest of my list. My number one music choice was "No Diggity" by Blackstreet. That one was that one was that creeped into my. That was almost on my list. <laughs> creeped in like a silent but deadly in a church pew. 1996 was another one, uh, kind of like last uh, last couple of episodes. The years have been really difficult for me, where I could easily have put like seven, eight, nine songs, movies, TV shows oh, heck yeah. on this list and kind of made the the last minute decision but i forced myself to pick two in each one and no diggity would have definitely been, been on that list been on that on that uh list of choices nice so can you remember what your other song was i do what uh my other song ties back into the whole uh friend's house i would go over to all the time uh so there was a night where i went over to this friend's house uh, i believe it was after the scream outing um went over and we did three things from the time I got there at seven o'clock at night to the time that I left at nine o'clock in the morning. One of those things was not sleep. Oh, the three things that we did were eat pizza, play a video game that I will mention later and listen to Sublime's debut album on repeat. Oh my. We had the entire album memorized and the entire game pretty much mastered by the end of that 14-hour period. <laughs> Good Lord, have mercy. And we literally did not stop unless we had to pee. That's terrible. Uh, so I picked a song from that album, the song that I kind of uh, picked up on the most, the one that I enjoyed the most in that period from that album, What I Got by Sublime. Oh, very good song. Very good song indeed. Um, my, my, my second song um, came from uh, Inspiration from Dad. Because he always played his his CDs whenever he'd come home from work. He'd sit in front of the computer, check uh, his Juno account, and then just play some card game or something on the computer and everything else. But uh, he would always listen to his CDs when he got home from work or just kind of chillax. And one of his favorite uh, musicians was always Garth Brooks. Mm -hmm. And so my number two song is The Beaches of Cheyenne. By Mr. Garth Brooks, because uh, it, it tells a good story. You know, it's just it talks about finding the lost soul on the beach of Cheyenne. If you if you see her, yeah, I like something the, like that. I like a lot of Garth stuff. Um, I'm a, I'm a definitely a Garth Brooks fan. Absolutely, I, uh, I I definitely plan on seeing him when he comes back to Notre Dame Stadium. Mm-hmm. I saw him the first time he got here, and it was so cold. <laughs> freezing my yahootsies off but um, I had a wedding that night so I couldn't go yeah the wife and I made it through it um, as well as a bajillion and a half other people but uh, he, he already said he's starting or he's ending the concert tour where he began it so he'll be back in two and a half years now nice at Notre Dame Stadium there we go yeah, I'm looking forward to that yeah uh, of those four I my number one pick would be what I got. I would have to give that one to you as well because I thoroughly enjoy that song. It's, a song that, it's one of those songs that'll get in your head and it'll get stuck in your head, but you don't hate it because it's a, it's a peppy song. It's a fun song. Uh, it's one that I enjoy singing. It's one that I throw in uh, if I do a, a open mic set. Um, I'll throw that into the rotation every once in a while. It's just a fun song. You throw that song in like I throw fudge in my mouth. Mm, fudge. So... I'm going to start off the video games here Please with do. my boy Crash Bandicoot. Ooh. Yeah. Throwing a fastball right out the gate. So for me, uh, as again, as I've stated in the past, we didn't have the consoles growing up. 
uh, if we played a console game except for regular Nintendo after Super Nintendo and Sega Genesis were already out. probably at a friend's house. It was usually at a friend or family member's house. Um, But uh, Crash Bandicoot, I actually didn't come to until college. Really? Uh, So four years after it came out was the first time that I ever played Crash Bandicoot. Holy guap. So it was a fun game. Gamoli. Why? Uh, why Crash Bandicoot for you? I don't know, dude. It was like the. Uh, it was like a newer version of uh, Mario Brothers, I guess. You know, you mm. you're, it's a first person game, but it was more of a three dimensional. Okay. You know, it came out for Nintendo sixty four, and you actually had the option of of playing on all these other places, and then and being able to see every one of your surroundings, but you're also looking for the coins and beating up bad guys and stuff. Interesting. So I thoroughly enjoyed Crash Bandicoot. Uh, they actually just came out with a remastered version of it not too long ago, uh, which actually stuck very, very well to the original game. Nice. Yes. Very good. Uh, my number one uh, kind of ties into a pick that I had in the, I'm trying to remember if it was the last episode or two episodes ago, um, but this one I have a very fond, vivid memory of discovering for the first time, Street Fighter versus X-Men. That's a dope game, and I remember that one very uh, well. I mentioned Capcom versus Street Fighter 2, yeah. or Capcom versus Marvel uh, 2, uh, a couple uh, about a year ago now. Mm-hmm. Um, but Street Fighter versus X, X-Men versus Street Fighter, I'm sorry, is the game that kicked that series off. Um, right in the pants. I remember Scottsdale Mall walking into Aladdin's castle and seeing that, yes. and seeing two of my favorite things married into <laughs> a video game, because I loved Street Fighter. Yes, uh, and I loved the X Men, um, in in many forms: toys, comic books, trading cards, TV shows. Yeah, um, and so seeing those two things on at, 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 in one arcade cabinet uh, set Boing. my little thirteen, fourteen year old heart a patter. Okay, okay, good. <laughs> good. I was just gonna say, Sean, it's a family show. Come on. Uh, and I spent a lot of time in Aladdin's castle playing that game that that in that time period. Nice. Uh, so my my second game I actually picked up from a Pizza Hut, um, Die Hard, the arcade mm-hmm. game. Very fun game, almost kind of like a, a Contra, if you will. Um, just just absolutely fun, uh, getting to shoot stuff, blow stuff up. I have the machine gun now. Ho ho ho. You know, all the good stuff. Nice. Good Christmas movie turned into a good Christmas a game. Great Christmas. Possibly one of the best Christmas movies. Potentially. Um, for me, my second game uh, finishes up that story of the all-nighter. Uh, so there was the pizza, there was the Sublime album, and there was us mastering Mario Kart 64. Aha, that it was... had literally just come out. Yes. Uh, and he had gotten the 64 in Mario Kart, and we spent all night playing that going back and forth between race mode and battle mode um and just uh, i had every map memorized i um i loved that i still love playing that game i have the emulator on my on my computer now and i bought the i bought a uh controller that is the regular n64 controller but at the other end instead of having the n64 plug it has a uh um, USB port. USB port to go into my computer. Brilliant. Uh, so I can play that game kind of whenever, have a bunch of people over, do a, a four-way battle. Uh, just a fun game, that endless hours of fun, obviously, from the 14 hours that I played it. Hmm. Nice. So I'm not going to lie to you. Um, Crash Bandicoot is my number one choice, but I'm just going to automatically defer to X-Men versus Street Fighter, to be completely honest. Interesting. Yes. That's good because I have so little connection to Crash Bandicoot that I don't know that I could have picked it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, so I am I guess that uh, X-Men versus Street Fighter is the automatic winner for that one. I'll go with that. Cool. So that was, uh, that was fun, reminiscing 1996. Uh, stay tuned. Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and one other thing, and we'll let you know what the Instagram. next year is. Instagram, Snapchats, whatever's. But yeah, we'll let you know what the next year is coming up soon. Stick with us. I'm Chris. I'm Sean. And we are still brothers. Thanks again for listening to Entertainment Bro. Haha. We'll catch you next time. Later.